0: okay, sure, I guess I'm like deconstructing or whatever. I'm not really a huge fan of that term because it carries a lot of baggage. And a lot of times when people say deconstruction, they can mean different things. For some people, when it comes to Christianity and they talk about deconstructing their faith, they mean they're approaching the Bible importing their own cultural morals or their own reason those sorts of things where that sort of becomes the authority over scripture and then examining it as if they're the judge the arbiter of what is right and what is wrong and eventually this leads to either a very very liberal form of christianity that kind of ceases to be christianity altogether because it's not really the authority um, or they just leave the faith entirely And that's not really what I'm going through right now. That's not the deconstruction I'm talking about. I'm talking about deconstruction as the word really more accurately means, and that's taking what I believe and then breaking it down to its individual components and then examining each one in line with the scripture I claim to believe to see if it fits, to see if it makes sense, to see if it's consistent. And the more I do that, the more questions I have and the more I'm beginning to wrestle with what do I actually believe? Because if I'm honest, this is kind of the first time in my life when I've started to feel like maybe I'm not a Christian. And that's not because I'm struggling with some heinous sin or, you know, doing something terrible and I just feel like I can never be forgiven or something like that. And it's not because I'm really doubting my faith. It's not because I think intellectually I have come to disagree with Christianity. I mean, I already kind of went through that in college. Like, I think a lot of people go through that, like in their college years where you start asking critical questions about your faith. Questions like, how can God be good? And, cancer exists or did the flood really happen is the scripture the word of god what about all these contradictions i mean i went through all that and yes i still have questions i haven't found objective 100 percent answers to all those questions they're still in my mind but i've kind of moved past that and decided okay i believe christianity and i'm going to continue living my life as if it's true even though i have i do have questions but i think it's true i think it's real so for me doubting the faith isn't really my struggle right now Deconstruction is not doubting your faith on an intellectual level, at least for me. That's not what I'm going through right now. What I'm going through is something that I believe is much deeper. It's not intellectual, it's more, I would call it existential. This this is more about who am I? What is the nature of my soul? Like what is it made of? That's not intellectual, that's existential. Because the past year or so, I haven't really been part of the institutional church. I've kind of stepped away from it, not on purpose. It just kind of happened. And the further I ventured away from the institutional church, the more I realized that something was happening within me. Actually, two things were happening within me. First, I became warmer towards people who disagreed with me, towards people who believed something totally different than what I believed. And I started to look back on my previous self, like my kind of more fundamentalist Christian self with kind of regret, like kind of disgust, because I saw this person who was really actually judgmental, like not in a good way. And in Christianity, you can be judgmental in a good way, like in a healthy way. I was judgmental in a bad way. And I was very hypercritical. And I started to have disgust for the way I used to be. But then something else happened. My anger towards the institutional church grew. My anger towards Christian culture grew and my anger towards Christians in general grew. And I felt like guilt for feeling that i felt guilty for not being in church i felt guilty for the anger that i was feeling and i thought you know i guess it's just because i'm becoming more like the world i'm away from the church i'm away from the body of christ and i must be becoming more worldly and i probably was in certain ways because because there is something to be said for that for Leaving Christian community and then just going at it by yourself. You you are going to become more like the world You're going to sin in ways that you don't realize you're not going to be called out You're not going to be sharpened in the ways that you need to be sharpened and those things were definitely happening to me But then I realized something really foundational to Christianity that I had never noticed before and it's something really simple If we look at the life of Jesus, we see two things at least that I'd like to point out first Jesus was very open and warm with the sinners, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the the people who were not like him. Jesus was very gentle with them and gracious with them in a way that led them to repentance. But Jesus wasn't angry at those sinners. Jesus' anger was actually directed more at the religious leaders of his time who misrepresented the religion that he belonged to. And so I kind of realized that maybe, maybe I was actually growing in my faith the more i distance myself from the church which is a really weird thing to say and i feel like i'm not supposed to say that like i actually feel guilty right now just for saying that but it's true like that time i spent away from the church was actually some of the most spiritually vibrant times i've had in my life and there are a lot of reasons for that and i'm not saying that everyone should do that because that's what's going to happen i'm just saying that's my experience And that's kind of where I find myself right now, is in this place where I feel closer to God than I've ever felt. And I feel like I've grown in tremendous ways, but now I'm trying to figure out what to do about it. And I have drawn closer to the church since that time. I'm not as far away as I once was. I'm slowly moving back towards the church, but I'm still in a very vulnerable place. And if you're watching this and you're in the same position as me, I want you to hear me telling you that you are in a vulnerable place. It's not healthy and safe to stay in a place like this, and I'm not doing it on purpose. So I, it is healthy to move back towards the church, but as I move back towards the church, I realize I'm different and there's a lot of things that I can see now that I couldn't see before and, and it's dangerous when you start seeing kind of through the church as it were that, that sounds kind of arrogant to say, but th- there are things that I think the church does need to change in America and I'm definitely going to get into those in other episodes. This is just an introduction, but the more you see these things, the more you lose faith in the church, the easier it is to lose faith in God entirely because it's really easy to follow God and to love God and serve God and to think great things about Christianity when all the people around you are supporting you and all the people around you are your friends and your family. It's really easy to keep the faith in that kind of circumstance. But when you feel like there's hostility from the church towards you and you feel like you're not in good favor with the church and when you feel like you're not really part of that community, it's a lot easier to leave the faith. And I feel like through this, I'm trying so hard to hold on to my faith and realize that God and the church are not the same thing. And that the church is not necessarily a perfect representation of who God is. And I fully acknowledge that the church is broken and it's full of broken people and it's not perfect. And there is no perfect church on this earth. I know that. And everybody is really quick to tell me that. And that's like kind of helpful, but like, I already know that. But the problem is that that a lot of times becomes an escape route for the church to get out of changing the things that it needs to change and acknowledging the things that it needs to acknowledge because from my experience in the evangelical church what happens when you point out problems to the church or issues or things that need to be changed like legitimate things i'm not talking about the color of the carpet i'm talking about like actual real issues that the church needs to work on going back to scripture in all likelihood you're going to be met with defensiveness and hostility and you're going to be made to feel like you're the problem and you're going to be made to feel guilty i'm not saying that's always going to happen that's just kind of what's happened with me and that's happened with a lot of people i know because see when i was in college i was in the areas of biochemistry and philosophy those were my two areas of study and going into college i kind of had this idea of what atheists were like i thought atheists were these super hostile like angry at god just wanted to debate you and wring your neck with science and evolution and darwin and like i had this really skewed perspective of who atheists were. And when I got into the fields of biochemistry and philosophy, I found that I actually love atheists. Atheists are like some of my favorite people. And one of the reasons why I love atheists so much is because they are willing to be totally honest and transparent with you in ways that I found other people aren't. Atheists are not afraid to push back against you for the sake of truth, to call you out and to enter intellectually honest conversations in ways that I have found Christians and people of other religious backgrounds aren't. And I came to love that so much. But what I found is in the Christian community, when I'm leading Bible studies or teaching Sunday school or something like that, where I'm interacting, I found out really quickly that calling out a Christian or pushing back against a Christian typically doesn't go well. And I started thinking about like, why is this? Why am I tiptoeing around the feelings of Christians who are afraid to be wrong, but then when I enter conversations with atheists, they are perfectly willing to push back, to argue, to debate, but then still be best friends afterwards and not have their pride hurt by being wrong. Because if there's any group of people who should be absolutely passionate about finding the truth, it should be Christians. Christians should be the ones who say, who cares about my pride? I mean, eternal salvation is at stake here. People's souls are on the line. This isn't just life or death. This is eternity. And so who cares whether I'm right or wrong? We need to find the truth. We need to get to the bottom of this. And let's go together. Let's push each other. If you think you're right, let's take that thing and let's test it. Let's throw it in the fire and see if it's right. I mean, the things that atheists did in my circles of philosophy and biochemistry is something that I wish I saw in Christian circles, but I found the opposite. I have found that Challenging Christians gets very sensitive and it's very difficult to do. And I think what I find so ironic about this is that within Christianity, the heroes of the faith were the people who weren't afraid to stand up to the religious established institution and question it and offer critical examinations of it going back to scripture. People like Martin Luther and the reformers and even Jesus Christ himself. And it's weird that we have this culture that reveres these people and respects them as heroes, yet doesn't encourage others to follow in their footsteps when people in the church offer critiques of the church that should be met warmly and it should be welcomed and encouraged in a church environment. But what I found is that in a church environment, they only encourage positivity. Like for example, when small groups meet and they study a book or talk about a sermon, the questions never say, what do you disagree with in this book? What do you disagree with about the sermon? What did you find unsettling about the sermon? Because that kind of environment isn't really welcome in a church. Although we acknowledge that the pastor is flawed or that the author of a book is flawed That kind of critical approach is not typically encouraged And if you bring that kind of approach into like a small group setting you will be called divisive You're stirring people up And you're unnecessarily bringing criticism and being judgmental and you're going to be pushed out of that small group or that church pretty quickly Because that kind of attitude and that kind of culture is not encouraged within a church It's not an environment that is constantly testing itself to grow rather It's an environment where the attitude is we are fine the way we are things are good things are set And if you come in and stir things up if you come in and disrupt the system then you are the problem And what I've found is the farther I get from the church, the more I meet people who are in kind of the same position as me. They're in a position where they love Jesus, but they don't really feel at home in the church. And we're kind of made to believe that those people don't exist. Like when I was in church, I didn't know those people were even out there. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think you could love Jesus and not be in church. And if you would have told me that those people were out there before I kind of went through this season of life, my first response would have been, well, let's get them back in church. Like that would have been my first impulse, is Let's meet up with them. And our goal is to sort of reel them back in and get them back in line, get them back plugged into church. And my intentions would have been good because I believe that's where they're healthy. And uh, I mean, I would have, like, I think God did design it that way. I'm not saying the church is a bad thing that we shouldn't be part of, but what I am saying is we need to be a little more sensitive and a little more careful with these people because I would have said that something was terribly wrong with them. And I would have said that until I was told that. And then I realized how hurtful that is, how much shame I felt from that. And I realized that that wasn't really particularly helpful. Even if there were things I needed to be working on, I I would like to hear about those, but to be made to feel as if I'm the only one with the problem and it isn't the church is a pretty destructive thing to tell someone, especially if they are right and they, are, they rightfully feel hurt by the church, or they disagree with the church about things that actually are legitimately biblical problems. But these people are out there, and I'm one of them. And the more time I've kind of spent in this realm of theological existence, whatever it is, I guess deconstruction, I just, I hate how trendy that is, but that's kind of what it is, I guess. Let's just call it what it is. The more time I've spent in that realm, the more I've realized that there are a lot of these people out there and they all think they're alone. They all think they're the only ones going through this. So one of the big reasons why I'm doing this, I mean, this is uncomfortable. I'm just sitting here talking to my wall. But one of the reasons I'm doing this is to reach you if you are in that position. If you're not, enjoy these as I make them. Like, I hope it's edifying and I hope it's helpful. But if you are in that position, my plea to you is to not give up you are not alone. There are a lot of people like you out there and the church needs you. I believe the church needs me. The church needs people like us who are not afraid to call the church out regardless of how much power they have, regardless of how much money they have, and regardless of how much we'll lose if we do that. The church needs people who are not afraid to call them out on the things that they need to change and to be a part of that change within the church i don't think the solution is to leave the church entirely and start our own church because that's like uh, people do that all the time and it, it just starts new denomination. It just adds to the problem I don't think that's what we should do I think the, the real solution is to be a part of the church not with the nefarious intention of changing it to our own will But with the intention of trying to bring it back in line with the Bible and that's not going to be easy It's going to be hard, but I think if we work together We can bring reformation into the church that needs to happen So if if that's you if you're in this position, but you haven't given up entirely yet stick with it like hang in there. I know, I know it's hard, but hang in there. Let's go through this together. I'm struggling. I'm wrestling. So let's do this together. I don't have all the answers, but I want you to join me as we go through this. So hang in there. It's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. And yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit awkward. This has been the awkward apocalypse. If you'd like to support me or this show, just reach out to me and let me know you're listening. That's all. If you'd like to learn more about the work we do in Liberia, visit StandingSideBySide.org. If you'd like to make a donation, you can just Venmo at StandingSideBySide, side, one word. If you'd like to see life in Africa through my eyes or see more posts from this show, you can follow me on Instagram at dot pancake. That's my Liberian name. Thank you so much for listening. Keep the faith.